Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. Jones on first down. Wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in on the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Fitz, two for three, he's done his part. Fitz is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. What's up, basketball fans? A little late night action here for the Posting Up podcast. We got the whole crew on today, Big Jace King Zay and Sean Scanlon. We're all here bringing you guys another episode of the Posting Up podcast. Uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, the Pacers came out, or rumors started, I should say, that the Pacers are willing to deal uh, three of their stars, most prominently uh, DeMontis Sabonis, who was an all-star last year, so, guys, we're going to talk about him because he's the most important piece of the three people they named. Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, one, where do you think well, where do you think he would fit in, and where do you think is the best fit for him? The team I think he would fit in best with, I think, is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I think they're a team on the rise right now who – I think they're missing that five piece. I think that Steven Adams is obviously, you know, he's decent. He's a good rebounder. Uh, he's tough defensively, but I think they could definitely improve that position uh, with a young core of John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and uh, Jaron Jackson. They're uh, a tough defensive team. So I think Sabonis's defensive efficiencies uh, will kind of be, um, they're not going to be, you know, he's not going to get exposed as much with a team, a good 
team defense around him, and I think he's going to help that offense a lot if he ends up going there. Um, obviously, he's a great passer for a big man. He's great in the pick and roll. Um, he could shoot it from the mid-range. He's a good rebounder. So I think he can come in and, and help that team out, um, especially for the season they're having. They're 14-10 and 10 right now. Uh, most of the West is struggling. They're the four seed. So if they want to make an actual run at teams like the Suns and the Warriors who are kind of starting to run away with the Western Conference, I think bringing in uh, you know a proven superstar who's still pretty young, uh, he's still got his best uh, days ahead of his career. I think that it would, would be a good uh, addition to that young Grizzlies core, and I think he could definitely help them out, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Where I think that you know him and John Morant, I think would be deadly in a pick and roll, and it would only get more open shots for guys like uh, Desmond Bain and um, Dylan Brooks on the outside. So I think Memphis would be a good spot uh, for Sabonis. Uh, Isaiah, I've heard the Knicks being floated around out there. Uh, I know we were talking before the show about how you're kind of frustrated with them in any other way. Or, you know, they're just not playing up to, up to what they lived to last season. Do you think Sabonis makes this team better? Are you kind of indifferent on that, and you think the Knicks have other problems to worry about? Uh, you're on mute there, dog. Imagine that, huh? I'm just not in the mood tonight. Uh, uh, I think anybody on that could come on this team and make this team better at this point. Um, uh, I think Sabonis, while I think he's a great player, I don't think he'd be a fit for the Knicks. I think the Knicks need somebody defensive. While I do think I agree with Sean, he's a great scorer, he's a great rebounder. He'd bring that portion to the Knicks. The Knicks already have that, but the Knicks need is somebody who's going to be defensively good for them down low. The Knicks don't have that right now. Randall has been dreadful defensively. His plus minus tonight was ridiculous. I think it was like 19 to 15 or something like that. It was just ridiculous when he was on the court. It's it's. The Knicks need to find a way to get back to their defensive ways and bring in a guy like Sabonis. While he would bring up the offense, he doesn't bring in defense for them, and they need somebody like that. I do believe, though, he could probably fit a team like maybe Utah. I I won't jump all over that. That's Jace's team. I'm pretty sure he's got that saved. And I do believe that he could help out maybe a Portland or Boston Celtics team who could use rebounding and scoring, especially at that four position. We know he's better at the four as opposed to the three. I mean, excuse me, opposed to the five. He hasn't played well at the five. He's played um better at the four. I'm just sorry, guys. I'm frustrated. The Knicks have me really mad right now. <laughs> Twenty point blowout just now. Oh man. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, and Portland obviously that Nurkic hasn't been the answer. They bought in Cantor. He really didn't help them out. Even though Cantor has been known to be an offensive big man, he really didn't fit there. Maybe he could you know, come there, bring offense, and maybe, you know, change Damian Lillard's minds a little because obviously the numbers he's asking for that he requested today was just ridiculous for two years, a uh, hundred million extension after just receiving a Supermax. I believe that's either he's talking his way out or he's just, I, I don't know. He, they, he's smoking the stuff they got in Portland, illegal stuff they got in Portland over there. But I mean, yeah, he could fit multiple teams. He's like I said, he's an offensive guy, Dynamo. He can score. Obviously, I know this very well. <laughs> he can rebound. All right, Jace, take off, man. I'm... Jace, I was gonna ask you. Um, I'm Isaiah obviously brought up the point. 
where uh, he thinks Sabonis would be a fit in Utah. Are you looking that way, kind of going to look into them, or do you have a place you think he'd be a better fit? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if Sabonis came to Utah, but, I, I mean, I like the – I like the rotation between the wings now, so I, I I I don't think he's that big of a necessity. I want to give up too much for him. If I'm the Jazz, I, I do think uh, I mean the, the the big team, the big trade that's been floated around is the Warriors, and I think that I mean it, everyone's been talking about it because it makes the most sense. Uh, I give up a guy like Wiseman who has had this injury struggles. Uh, I mean, we don't necessarily know quite what he is. He does. I do think he does have a high ceiling. Give him up for a guy that can come in and compete and help you out right now. This would be a trade that, I mean, the, the Golden State Warriors right now are already like up there to, to get to the finals. A trade like this to bring in a guy that can come in and make an instant impact on your team, uh, especially down low because we know how, how much they struggle down there. Uh, I think he just fits in very well with them. And, and, I mean, he'd go back to more like he was on the Thunder, not necessarily a scorer, um, more so like just a rebound guy, doing, being, getting in, doing all the gritty work. I do think he is great with the ball, some nice inside-out stuff with him and like a Steph Curry and Klay Thompson would be pretty cool to see. So uh, I think it, it has to be the Warriors. I think the Warriors should push to make this trade, get it going, and and because that would put them over the top. Like I mean, if you if to, to me that trade, I, they're a contender right now for that NBA Finals. Uh, I think they'd be a a heavy favorite if they made a trade like that. Give up like a pool has been playing great. He might be worth something. Him and like Wiseman, or even just Wiggins and Wiseman, uh, I think that that would be enough, and that'd be good for. for I think they could get him for even less than that. Yeah, probably. Because I, I don't know. I feel like they're just trying to get rid of him at this point. Uh, maybe a couple of picks, and like you said, a young guy like a Wiseman or a Pool who's been playing, or Wiseman hasn't been playing, <laughs> but Pool's been playing great. Um, I like Portland personally. I think. Um, that would be a great fit. I mean, obviously his dad played there. Um, I, I just think, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Dame Lillard, LaMarcus Aldridge combo back in the day. Um, Aldridge has always been that four who's, who's been willing to stretch the floor and get, get gritty points down low, grab some boards. Not really the best on the defensive end, but um, I think that would be a good move. Uh, although that story that just came out that we'll talk about next actually um, might interrupt that, but we will wait to get into that. I'm going to run you guys an ad here from Clovercrest Media, then get into a game break and give you guys some games we're looking forward to. So, Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes, it's very exciting. So, a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So. I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I 
think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I want to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBD Realty is people over paychecks do the damn thing. And that's what we do. All right, so coming back into our game break here. Just before we get into that, I do want to break the news that the 76ers have beaten the Hornets. So one of our teams were successful tonight, guys. Uh, we dropped off. 32 points. Good night. I'm uh, going off. With, this is not happening. 23 from Seth Curry. Anyways, that was my game I was looking forward to watching. I got to um, – I got to catch a little bit of it when I got home from work in between coming on the show. But, uh, Sean, why don't we start with you with a game coming up either later tonight or this week that uh, you're looking forward to. Now, this one might surprise you a little bit, but it's coming up on Friday. Uh, the game I'm looking forward to is the Bucks facing the Rockets. The reason it's the Rockets, they've won six in a – hey, Jace. Wait a second. <laughs> they started off 1-16, but they won six in a row. Uh, they're up double digits on the Nets right now. And this Rockets team, obviously, they weren't uh, expected to do anything this year. But I think that they have a good young core with guys like Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. Um, obviously, they have Christian Wood there. So, I mean, if they can keep this winning streak going, there's uh, the Western Conference has really been struggling, especially at the bottom. So, this could be a team that has a young core, um, a new, a newer head coach in there. So I think that if they can keep winning, uh, reeling off wins, that you know there's a chance that they could make some noise—not some noise, but make the play-in maybe uh, at the end of the year. And they're facing a good team in the Bucks. And you might say, well, who have the Rockets beaten? They beat in a team like the Bulls, the the Hornets. Like I said, they're up double digits uh, in the second half on the Nets right now. So this Rockets team—they're they—they are intriguing because for a team to start off one to sixteen, everyone writes them off, but have won six in a row and they they've been playing some good basketball. So definitely intriguing to see if they can go up against a, a solid team in the East, like the, obviously the title contending bucks. So um, I just want to see if the Rockets can keep it rolling. And uh, they, they definitely get a good, good competition on Friday against the bucks. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I just saw earlier on um, some, I think it was Instagram that this one in 16 start was with Jalen green. He's been out for the last six games. So they're six and oh without him. I don't think that really means much. I just think it's funny. Yeah, um, you got to ship him out of town. That's what that means. <laughs> a buddy of mine is just getting into basketball. He's a um, Rockets fan. And, yeah, I, I sent him that. And he said, so does that mean they're going to trade him? He doesn't really understand how that kind of stuff works, but I thought mm. that was funny. Yeah. No, he's, um, he's out of there. Out of town. <laughs> how do you get into basketball and just pick the Rockets? Uh, hey, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a building one six in a row better better than your next eh? <laughs> Isaiah with that being said why don't you just tell us a game you're looking forward to I'm sure it's not at the garden I don't think I'm looking forward to any games I think I'm <laughs> done watching basketball while you guys are really really giving it to be good today um actually no I'm probably gonna go catch this Portland and um Warriors game actually in a few once we get off of here Hopefully Portland can start to lose a couple, you know, and Dame Lillard can continue to force his way out and make his way to uh, New York. Unlike some <laughs> other people's reports. <laughs> because dang sure we need somebody to close out these games. And obviously Steph Curry is only 16 points away 
from breaking Ray Allen's record. So that's going to be something I'm hoping to actually get to see. Maybe I'm 16 three pointers away. Excuse me, 16 points, 16 three pointers away from breaking Ray Allen's record. So that's something I'm hoping to actually get a chance to see tonight. Maybe if I don't know, I'm I'm kind of done with basketball. <laughs> Just I don't blame you. <laughs> Hey, Jace, any games for you, Jace, man? I'm just... I, I mean, I haven't talked all that much about my Jazz on the show this season, so I'm, I'm going to give them some love. They're on a four-game road trip, road trip right now. They beat the, the Cavs. They're beating Minnesota right now. And then tomorrow they got the Sixers and then Washington. These two next games are going to be big. The five and six team in the East right now in uh, the Sixers in Washington. Uh, And, I mean, a road trip like that, going from Cleveland to Minnesota to Philly to Washington, I mean, that's rough. Uh, I'm just really excited to see how they they handle that. Uh, They struggled in their last uh, Eastern Conference road trip. So I'm excited to see this now. I think they, I think they take care of business against both those teams and make a statement because, because they're on fire right now. They're playing great basketball, third in the West. I mean, I know they're three and a half games behind both Phoenix and Golden State, but I mean they're, they're still a solid, solid team. So yeah, my Jazz, looking forward to them playing the Sixers and, and the Wizards coming up. All right, so. Uh... I'm looking forward to the Rockets, but no, I'm joking. I <laughs> won't do a second Rockets game here. Although, Sean, I do agree. They're a fun watch right now. Um, I'm going to go with the Celtics and the Suns. I believe that game is this Friday. Uh, yes, it is on ESPN at 10 p.m. Don't really have much interest in watching the Celtics. Uh, my interest lies with the Suns. Like a good East-West matchup, uh, I think the Suns have potential to kill the Celtics in that game, and I do not like the Celtics, so that should be a fun watch for me. So uh, I always enjoy watching CP3, Devin Booker, all those guys. Um, but with that being said, we'll get into our next topic right now. Story broke earlier this week that said Damian Lillard wants to play with Ben Simmons more specifically in Portland. Uh, I just want to know, guys, can that happen? Will Could Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons work together on a basketball court? Uh, Jace, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, I think they can. I think, I mean, I've been very, very vocal about how just disrespected Ben Simmons has been this whole time. And I think he can. I think it would be interesting because – I mean, Damian Lillard is very ball-dominant. I think seeing Ben Simmons more so as a wing, maybe even down low a little bit more, playing with Damian Lillard, that might be interesting to see. Him get more go for more of the boards. Uh, I mean, still bringing that defensive tenacity that he brings I think would be great to see him with Dame. And and also, I mean, just him being able – Ben Simmons being able to create even more shots – for Damian Lillard, I think it would be good, but uh, and honestly, I mean, I, I'm not mad. I, like earlier, the, during the offseason, we were saying Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons could be a trade, <laughs> and then now the the Sixers might get Ben Simmons just for CJ McCollum or something like that. That that would be that. Uh, I, I don't know how the heck that happened. How they just destroyed this man so much 
But I think that would be interesting. I think that might spring a little bit of life into Portland if this were to happen. Will happen? Probably not. But I think it would be interesting if it would. Uh, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. (laughs) (sighs) I lost you guys for a second. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ben Simmons, obviously, we can talk for days about Ben Simmons. Lillard's obviously a talented player. Uh, Simmons is a, is a great playmaker, great inside scorer, great defender. So I think he really can work with, with just about anyone. Uh, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. Um, Sean, I'm going to let you, let you get your point in because um, I really just – I don't know. I've talked so much about Ben Simmons. I feel like uh, he's not worth my, my last breath anymore, so – I, I think this is fairly realistic, uh, him getting shipped out to Portland. I think it, it would definitely help out the Blazers. I mean, their defense has been terrible. And I think that we've seen that C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, um, I think it's run its course at this point. They made it to a Western Conference Finals a couple years ago. And I just – I don't – they make the playoffs every year and they're either a first-round exit or second-round exit. So, I think you got to switch it up at some point. Obviously, Damian Lillard is your superstar. And while he's still in his prime uh, before he gets to the end of his career, I think you want to try and build a championship contender around him. And I think Ben Simmons would fit. Um, I think that Damian Lillard, uh, he could be more of the scoring guard instead of having to be the point guard and facilitate. He could just worry about what he does best. And obviously, Ben Simmons uh, with his defense, I think it would definitely help this team out a lot. So I, I think if – and I, I think his value just keeps going down and down the longer that the Sixers hold on to him. So if you're able to just give up McCollum, just uh, just a swap straight up, I think that would help out the Blazers definitely. And I think it could happen because this Blazers team, I mean, they have to be trying to accommodate Damian Lillard before he goes somewhere else because obviously he stayed loyal to that city of Portland and that team for so long that at some point I think that he's got to be frustrated and that he wants to get a ring. And if he doesn't see that being a fit for him in Portland, I think that he's going to you know, try to go somewhere else. So I think while you still have him, one of the best players in the NBA, you got to try to you know, fit to his needs. And so if he does want to go out and get Ben Simmons, I think it would be smart for Portland. I think it would be a good fit for them. Uh, as for the Sixers, I don't know if they would give it up, but um, I, I think that his value just keeps – Ben Simmons' value keeps decreasing, you know, the longer they hold on to him and, you know, him not playing for the Sixers. So I, I could see this as a realistic um, thing that happens. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't know where the Sixers go um, Simmons-wise at this point, but you're right, Sean, the longer they hold on to him, not great for the man's value because he's not playing basketball. So um, – I'm going to get right into another ad here. No, before. no, no, wait, no, no. We yeah, well, we don't just go they talk about Dave New York. Oh, you know, oh no, no. I swear you went first. I want to know how Man. you guys think financially that's going to work. Do you guys know what Ben Simmons' contract is? And do you know what Damian Lillard's contract is? They're both you, big. I know that. Do you realize that if that does not work out, that would be a very, very expensive thing to break up. Especially with the value of Ben Simmons all the way down. You're talking about $170 million of five years he got from Philadelphia? Yeah. Hey, the Lakers were able to get AD. Yeah. Anything. Who and Westbrook's contract. Who wants that contract? Jesus. All right. I mean, look, if you guys think that's going to work, I'm, I, I hope it works out. You just want Dame on the Knicks. That's the only reason you're saying Look, that. If Ben Simmons goes there, he'll never be. He'll never want to leave any faster. 
They'll never win, especially if you get rid of McCullough. Oh, great. <laughs> they still got Norm Powell. They still got scores. Oh, it's just a mess. Well, we'll see what I happens, I, I guess. Right? Zay, I didn't mean to skip no, over you right. there. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm not in the mood for basketball anyway. Good to you. <laughs> oh, boy. The Knicks. The Knicks. Think I'm going to talk about the Knicks today. Anyways, we're going to get into an ad and get into our last topic here. Let's talk about some Boston Celtics basketball. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. All right. So, uh, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics. They're not great. Uh, they obviously are in need of some changes, uh, whether that be Jalen Brown getting traded or bringing in a primary ball handler. That has been their biggest struggle this year. Sean, I'll start with you. What do the Celtics need to do to get better? And more importantly, get back into the championship picture like they were promised. Uh, I mean, when Jalen Brown and Tatum started blowing up. A lot. They need a lot of help. Um, I I think you bring up a good point with the primary ball handler. Um, I think that they do need a a true point guard. Obviously, they tried out Kemba Walker, who is more of a scoring guard, not much of a facilitator. And then they bring in Dennis Schroeder, who is pretty much the same thing. Um, So... Zay, I, just the Kemba Walker thing, I guess. Oh, oh, I didn't even see Zay's face. Yeah, (laughs) ugly. But, um... Yeah, so I mean, they're they were known for their defensive identity uh, last couple of years, and last year Brad Stevens, you know, I think the reason that you know they kind of got rid of him as coach because that defense didn't show up last year. Now this year, it looks like they're even worse. So there's a lot of things going wrong. Obviously, you mentioned Brown and Tatum. You know, they're two young superstars that you know made the conference finals twice together, and now it seems like that's a long ways away for them. Um, they don't really have a dominant big man. They need that. Uh, real point guard and it's been a tough tough first uh season for Ime Odoka obviously it's still early but it does not look great so I think I think you let it ride for the rest of the season uh with Brown and Tatum because I unless they want to try and do something at the trade deadline if it gets really ugly by that point but I mean they're still in contentionship for making the playoffs this year in the Eastern Conference um and they do have a lot of talent so it's I think they let it ride for this year, but um, if, if this year that you get another first-round exit or maybe not even make the playoffs at all, I think you definitely have to try and shake something up. But um, there's there's a lot of needs for the Celtics team, and it's crazy because just a couple of years ago, like I said, they had those conference finals appearances. It looked like they were on the up-and-up, especially with the young players that they have. But right now, it, it does not look great. So I, I think I, I agree with you. I think they need that, that actual point guard facilitator first, and they, they need a big man too, but um there's so maybe they do something the trade deadline but they they definitely need to uh change something up because obviously it's what they're doing right now is not working yeah no for sure um 
Zay, I'll go to you. Who who could that primary ball handler be? Is there anyone out there that you know the the Celtics could target at this trade deadline, or is that something that they're gonna have to wait to make work in the offseason? That's a tricky one because not they're all Kimba Walker back. That's for sure. Of course not. If, at this point, if they would take Kimba Walker and Evan Fournier, I'd package that up if I could. But um, they're not gonna take that back. But um, there are actually some point guards that I would like to actually see be freed from their NBA hell. And I was hoping that even my Knicks would even make a run, but I'm going to hope I get it right. Jadante Murray, or however you pronounce it, and on um, Spurs, he is a stutter point guard. And if you can find a way to get rid of him and lift him from the Spurs and free him in the way that DeMar DeRozan was freed and has now become the Phoenix that he is over there at uh, the Bulls, Chicago. But, um, no, if you could get a guy like Murray, he could really uplift that team, be a real facilitator, really, you know, distribute the ball for them. And he can also score. We see he's a dynamic scorer. He can dunk. He can shoot. He can do basically anything you can ease. To me, a mini Westbrook at 6'5". He's really a, a, a really good player. Obviously, he doesn't have Westbrook's tenacity, but he still he has that build, that really big, you know, long upper Friday frame. He really is aggressive when he dunks. So I, I think he, if you can get him and try to f- pry him from that team, I think he could go there and facilitate. But like Sean said, they have a lot of other issues. They still have to fill the big man position. And they just need all-around defense to be better. So there's a lot that they have to work on. So if you can get a guy like him, I think that can help. But that's not going to turn the team around. And one, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, for sure. Um, so, Jace, that, that poses my question. Zay thinks it's like out of reach for this year. Do you think this is a multi-year process for the for the Celtics, or do you think this is something they could maybe try to fix um, in the short term and get back on track? Well, I, I, I it's rough. Uh, I think short term you, you have to get rid of either Tatum or, or Brown. I mean, you, you see Tatum's gotten a lot better as Jalen Brown's been injured. Because they can't play together. So uh, I, I think you got to do that. I do think the pieces I, – I do like Robert Williams a lot. I think he can develop into a solid big and, and maybe take that role as the primary big. But, uh, yeah, and also, like, uh, as far as, like, primary ball handlers go, I know his contract's wild, so I don't think it's feasible for a trade. But, like, a John Wall – if he's continuing to sit on the bench, I'd imagine that there comes a point like like we were talking about last year with the Blake Griffins, the Andre Drummonds, the uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, where he'll end up just getting waved or cut. So maybe bringing him in might help that. But, yeah, I think it's, it's always going to be a problem unless magically they can figure out how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can – meld together and work together well. Uh, I said it months a month ago on this podcast. Like, If you're a Celtics fan, you're kind of hoping one of them gets injured because then the other will play so much better. But, uh, I, but it's ridiculous to say, but, I mean, that's just how it is. And they need to – I think it will end up being a long couple-year process. I mean, with all the – movement they did in the front office and with the coach last year, 
I mean, it, it shows that, that they that that one that them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals was a fluke, and uh, they still do do need to do some rebuilding. I think there is ways they can expedite the process, but I do think it is still going to take some time for them to get back to to the Boston Celtics that uh, have been competitive in the East for for years. Yeah, no, it, I, I also think it's going to be a long term thing. Um whether that be trading Jalen Brown or making a move with your draft picks, it's going to be a long climb back to the top for the Boston Celtics. Um, even though they do have some talent on that team, but there's a lot of holes. Uh, so that uh, is that. And I, I really don't have any further comment on, on the Celtics struggles, to be honest well, with you. They can wait. In my opinion, well, they can wait. Take as long as it needs. <laughs> get room for uh, the other teams in the East to make some moves. Anyways, um, that's going to bring us to the end of our show here. Um, We are going to be back on next Tuesday at a regular time. I know we get a little late night Wednesday action, but we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, For Big Jace, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon, this has been Lucas Bolduck and the Posting Up Podcast. Peace.